everybody. It's LOI Central with Dan and Johnny. And you're very welcome along. On this week's show, we've old buddies Gary Deegan and Mark Roster in the house. Mark Roster, long retired from the game. Gary Deegan still going strong in the Premier Division uh, at Drogheda United. And we are in association with Future Ticketing, uh, who are bringing Dan and I to the races on Thursday, which is lovely. Porterhouse Brewery, who are uh, continuing to give away four lovely beers every week, but... It's the end of the mystery voice. Democracy has decreed the that... people have spoken, Johnny. The people have spoken. Um, people have spoken because they don't actually know what people in the league sound like. Even this week's answer, which is one of the most recognisable... If they can't get that, they're not going to get any of them, John. Yeah, it's true. Uh, we're also in association with Malone Financial Services. And Collar and Cuff, Decky, I'll be over in the next week to get that uh, yeah. tux for... If you get yeah, a free financial I, review I from Malone I, Financial I, I'm, Services, I'm object to, like The likes of Julian Canny giving out about... Because okay, um, it's just one of your mates. The, the mates. This Jack Byrne was this week's answer, right? We'll get to... Jack Byrne was this week's Let, answer. Let's listen to... Let's listen this, was, this, to was, this, was, this was last week. What's the story, morning glory... What's the story, morning glory? That was that was quite obviously Jack Byrne, right? Or is that just me? Do, yeah, it's just you. I mean, so, I've so said Jack, this. Jack Byrne. I think Jack it's a, Byrne, one of the biggest names yeah. ever in the League of Ireland. People don't know yeah. what it sounds like. Biggest names or biggest voices? Yeah. Biggest names. Pat Morley the time before. Pat Morley, yeah. Do you okay. want it to be easy, Dan? Do you want it to be easy? Like how, how? Okay, I've made my point clear in this since week one. Mm. I think it's been spectacularly vindicated. I like. I, I honestly just. Well, do you want it to be easy? Like, uh, do, do you yes. want something you can just Google and get the answer for? You can't I can Google a voice. Exactly. Exactly. So you have to put a bit of thought into it. You Ooh, can't put a thought into a voice. Well, you mean, I know who what that is. You know, why did they? Why did they? When, why why did no like sense. Larry Gogan and the lads play like play seven different re- versions of it or seven different repeats? Let's listen again. Let's listen again. Oh God, is it? Maybe it is. Uh, maybe. Yeah, but we anyway, didn't do that, Johnny, because it's didn't. a podcast, and it would be absolute choice to keep doing that. No, because then we'd have to go. We'd have to play it seven times during the show. Like, like you off do the an ball, option on Spotify. Just press back ten seconds. Back ten seconds. Oh yeah, because that's nice if you're driving well, see, I don't drive as well. well you see you don't drive and you don't realise that not everyone knows the voices of the people that you sp- speak to regularly and get I didn't want it to be easy I didn't care the people didn't get it I just wanted them to vote like and this week but they we weren't had, kind of but this week we had a vote for Alex Murphy I was like well, what? what well it's probably because they know that it's coming from your address book so it probably is really Kyle Fitzgerald's or uh, Kyle Fitzgerald's teacher like, you're not actually allowed to legally get his voice now <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway we're back to um, trivia back to trivia and actually this is a very good trivia question I think Dan do you want to do you want to do it now no I think you can do it Johnny do you want to do it in no. the voice do you want to do it in the voice of a well recognisable personality it'll be me and nobody we should actually get it. got it'll like, be me and nobody will get it um <laughs> You do it, Dan. Just I'm going to be I'm going to throw the toys out the pram on this, so it's over. I don't want to do with it anymore. It's over, but yeah. this one is a, it's a good one. This You're going to like a good politician. You'll distance yourself in time <laughs> from claim, the history book. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> is why I brought back a trivia question. It'd be like Sinn Fein. No references to Russia from 2020 before on their website yeah, anymore. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this v- week's trivia: v- Villarreal in the news. Um, playing Liverpool playing Liverpool in the Champions League semi-finals. Which League of Ireland club did Villarreal play in? 2010 should be a fairly easy one under tour of Ireland well mm. or, or is it or is it that's all I'm going to say people like clues Johnny people like clues and the McNulty had a suggestion about doing the mystery voice with a clue for example last week would have been the mystery voice and then you could have said something like um, I don't know he's played he's played in Holland as well as the League of Ireland. And people might then start to think... Do you know what I think it is? I think this is where I spectacularly screwed up on this, right? 
if it's if it's like uh, say it's to win ten grand, you're you're just going to enter whether you're right or wrong. If it's to win four beers, you're like I'm not really sure the answer. I'm not. I'm not well, this is the, so this that, is it's not like it's not like a holiday. It's not like one of those old, Charlie. You know, like bullseye where you get a speedboat <laughs> or something. Like if we were giving away a speedboat, I could understand if people were pulling over on the or side of the road to, to like repeatedly just rewind back their Spotify. I had the best seconds. morning ever, Dan. It was the best morning in a long time. I got paid for something I hadn't been paid for in a long time. Just the. the the punch sound starts this shitload of money came to my account and I'm going I feel to like this is the start of the documentary <laughs> thanks to, to uh, thanks to Future Texting for bringing Dan and I to the race on Thursday you've already mentioned that Johnny but, but, that, let's, but let's be clear they didn't have a term and condition that we mentioned it twice in the show and you've already mentioned it twice in five minutes and we didn't the mention professionalism's all over the shop, shop here didn't the reason, mention the winner of the last ever uh, mystery voice and I just want to mention as well Andy Mullins is the winner but just looking at his messages here he sent a lovely message back in October saying halfway through this week's pod with Doolan and Gartland and it's a genuinely brilliant listen and we actually met Gartland after the radio Saturday and he's still talking about meeting Paul Doolan and he even sent me a clip of him doing a post Porter Down um, interview in one of the games the weekend so Doolo lives on Did you recognise the voice straight away? Um, we should have just, just got Paul Doolan to do the voice every, every week Every week <laughs> Paul Doolan doing song lyrics I think would have been would have been very good wouldn't it you know? I don't think he'd Like the old episode it. of Father Ted like play <laughs> to be a dually sort of twist on that you know um, but we um, have, we have how was your weekend like we're just talking we're just you're just buzzing because you got paid today yeah like you've told everyone oh what a boost you've what told me you, t- you texted i texted you this morning about something completely different saying would you mind reading this about gary deegan and you just told me about this you walk into the studio you tell producer dal you can't go around town telling people you're coming to cash you'll get completely <laughs> done over <laughs> my <laughs> so, bike's outside by the way yeah. <laughs> um no geez, like for a freelance journalist to relies entirely on being a freelance journalist and the worst at invoicing ever like and the more time i have in my hands and the less work i do the worse i am at it makes no sense dan having a day today five uh, monday to friday job or whatever it's not a monday to friday job having a steady job like you have is not to be uh, yeah it's, not, it's definitely not monday to friday to be no. uh, it's, it's anything but that and as such at the weekend uh, what were you up to where were you last weekend you were where was i i was in oriel park on friday for the that looked like show. great crack but it was dreadful for 44 minutes like yeah. i mean genuinely probably the worst game we've been at this season i think and um, but then it ended up just being an absolutely sort of when you don't have a sort of stake in the game, like so you're not caught up in the emotion of it. It so was you, you are no longer like they were your boyhood club. You're just neutral now. You're neutral on the like, You've no stake when Dundalk are playing. Like when I honestly, when I'm working on a match and like people like will give will give me stick over this, but and you were maybe, the hardest core Dundalk fan. When yeah, you but it's just it, you get older. It I guess. changes as you get older, and your working engagement just gets so different. And of course, like I mean. Like I've I've massive fondness for Dundalk. I'm not just going to deny my history and say that I mean, like I'm not happy when they like when the they, when, when they win games or something. But it's not. It's I mean it's not. It's just not the same. I think like because you know people involved and you're just you're just you, you approach things different. That's just me anyway. Like you know um, other people. Do you think if different. you weren't a journalist, right? If you did something entirely different, would you have the same passion? as you had when you were younger? Because like, I don't think it ever is quite like when, you're, when you got into it first as a teenager. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't want to say that because like, you, you, we'll have people corresponding with us and we left the mail back today. There's obviously a lot of Bowes, Rovers, passion um, in there and I've put it exposed to it over the weekend um, of people like, you know, who, are, who are far older than us. Um, I think there is something definitely when you, 
uh, end up working, I hate don't, don't say working in the game because that's a bit, it's not technically true, but working around the game or sort of around the fringes of it uh, and it becomes work, then when it's work, it's not going to like you know, you're not going to take it, take it, take it home with you. You know, personally, anyway. No, I know. Like, you, what you might take home is the work disputes you might have with people, as opposed to say, "God, that team won." I would have preferred if that team won. I'll be honest; I don't lose any sleep over that anymore, ever. Yeah. You know, and that's. Um, I think I, when, I, I got a bit. I got a bit touchy with uh, our old mate Connor Hoyer. Like Connor Hoyer a couple of weeks ago is like, "You're disappointed, you're beloved Dundalk or something." Lost. I'm like sorry like that's just mm. not the case like i think when, not, I've, I've a lot more uh, i've other concerns on my mind yeah that's you know, the thing i, think like, when, uh, I would Martin, have been probably maybe i would say though not to completely uh to um contradict myself like obviously when the uh dundalk ownership were 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 sort of in the process of torching the club um you know you definitely probably would have been annoyed by that because it was just so bloody yeah unnecessary and frustrating and maybe you know in the subconscious you probably felt that a bit more you know you see where you come the, from because yeah. at one stage you're thinking like when you're hearing like you know at one point there were genuinely like people afraid that they wanted to move the club to a different place you know that they were they didn't want it and dock they didn't want the Dundalk website to be called dundalkfc.com because they wanted it to be Lily Whites because they were thinking in terms of the franchise. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, it probably does sort of personally chip away a bit more, but the actual, once things are stable and fine, the results of matches from week to week. But anyway, we've got a complete tangent. I think so when, I'm, um, I'm not watching I think the, when, when League of Ireland fans, when they start developing a sex life, a lot of them just lose You've, had, you've had this theory before. It's true. You can see fans repeat, just kind of, you see them fade you, away. You, like. No, this is, this is genuinely like one of your bizarrest points I've, I've heard. It is. I don't even know. Jeez, but you've met this, like, That's interesting. All of your points are repeated. Like you've said this before on the show. Like you just have I don't actually ten, remember. You did. You did. Yeah. I, that's why I was a you fan said this. until you my did, 30s. Then anyway. you make this. Yeah, yeah, I, that's exactly. <laughs> I, I didn't see that. That's the joke no, I, I made the last I, time. <laughs> that's actually the joke. I don't remember I, that either. I, I, I mean. That's the joke. You, you, you need to see <laughs> um, someone about get, your neurological issues. Anyway. The whole point is. We'll chat about this on Thursday. Just. We'll get over all our problems can we, at, at, at Yeah, can we just go back to the point? Yeah. I no mistake in the game, the Dog Shells game, um, in the sense of like, yeah, it's just another normal night. This isn't very good. I'd like if this was better. You know, I want stuff to put in my match report. That's generally the primary concern. I want to get through this night, being able to write a story, a match report, and then all of a sudden the game just exploded. You know, Shane Griffin gets a second yellow, um, which I think was a second yellow card, to you be think? honest. I mean, it was. It was literally as blatant, unless yeah, the first it one was. Wasn't. The first one, the, the, you see, this is the issue that um, someone afterwards from Shells would have said to me, uh, not Damien Duff, um, some, some another member of, of Shells staff actually said that the concern was over the first one. That's irrelevant. He was the on first, yellow. The first yeah. yellow. That's the frustration yeah, because he was, he was I asked yellow. Duff about that afterwards. He didn't really respond to that. Was it the first yellow you were annoyed about? He didn't really. Mm. So he had a go, Paul McLaughlin, then maybe he, he chucked the water bottle or said something and he gets the the second red or second yellow in the red. And why, I mean, do, why do Dundalk fans, right? And you're you're hearing this. Why are they so buzzing that Damien Duff gets sent off? I don't really get it. Like. Ah, come on! Like, they, like he's this is a guy that you idolise. But and I like, think they, he's I brilliant th- for the league. Why are you buzzing that he's sent to the well, stands? There's a different. There's a listen. There's a different taking the league fans towards. I think the the idea that fans in the ground will not like they would have cheered if it was any manager sent off. Maybe there was an extra bit more because ah, of stuff. There was but, a lot more. But if it was Stephen Bradley, it would have been the same response. Mm. Exactly the same. Would have Shamrock Rovers. Though. Yeah. If it were Ian Morris. It Shells last year, nowhere near. Nowhere near. Like. The, I still think the theatre of a manager getting a yellow, saying something, and the ref doing a little pirouette back to give him a red gets cheered. Yes, there's a little more, and we can talk about this after um, with the Duff thing. Um, but anyway, 
like you know he gets the red card um, and it, suddenly the second half had a different personality I wouldn't say it was madly high quality still you know but at 11 v 10 shells were very good as the 10 they were excellent then it went 10 v 10 Stephen Bradley gets sent off um, again it was a red but I have a bit of sympathy for he, the, the foul could have been awarded earlier and Much he earlier. lashed out but he still did a red card committed a red card offence um, and uh, the dog then played well 10 v 10 you know they actually played better Brilliant 10 v 10 by Ward and, uh, and then keep Ward with the winner Shells to me the second penalty wasn't the penalty um, but they, there was a stonewaller not awarded for Jack Moylan earlier on so okay. it wasn't like the, one team had a reason to be aggrieved with the officials there was just a couple of questionable decisions overall Duff obviously then gets sent off and you see all this stuff on Saturday morning uh, the, the one thing as I said I, and I mentioned this on, on off the ball I think on Saturday there has to be a, a psychological or some kind of sociological study into the mentality of the League of Ireland, of Ireland fans fan who are thinking you know we need people to support this league get on board with it but then with Damien Duff the whole theory is oh, he'll be off yeah, he'll pack it and I, I know part of that is Duff's history maybe with leaving jobs which he would contest but there, there is this sense of like you, you have someone here, and there's a sense of uh, there's, there's definitely something in the back of the brain that's thinking, uh, he, 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 he's not, you know, he's, he's too, he thinks he's too good for the league. This is the one thing, and I've had this from like it, it couldn't be further. From I, the I've truth. had this correspondence with people like who I'd be familiar with to be around football, and you see other uh, league personalities and managers liking somebody's questionable tweets. Oh, really? Saying, yeah. Saying, saying um. Oh, he thinks he's he thinks he's too big. Bear in for mind, me. like he went into underage uh, with Shamrock Rovers, training many... them at all hours of the morning. Then he went to Shell's underage, um, and as Stephen O'Donnell said, like there is no suggestion. There isn't a in. single part. No, you no. can you can have criticisms of his sideline. He demeanor. has said he's a one club play, uh, manager. Yeah, yeah well, listen, that's in the emotion of things. He also would have said a couple of years ago, I'd never manage in the League of Ireland, right? Mm. So I, I'll take that with a pinch of salt, right? He's already but, had the but, sleeping but, times. But I would take like some of the sideline demeanor. You can ask questions about when he'll stick it out right you can, you can that's a valid talking point but to suggest that the reason that he might not do that is that in some way he thinks he's better than it, I think or he he's couldn't be further from the truth is, is rubbish we need right? to um, and, it, and it's just and it's just like you say it here like you know you would hear little whispers around the place of such and such a manager oh yeah he doesn't fancy it he thinks you it's shy you would have heard it from you know maybe people who have come in from England or whatever you know like Graham Garton mentioned last week Brian Laws at Shamrock mm. Rovers for example you people who you know and there's a difference between that right? there's a difference between someone coming in and being a bit like that and Damien Duff like calling out bad uh, facilities mm. or standards and stuff people are and I, and I sense that people are going to be sensitive and touchy about it if he does because of who it is and where it's come from when actually there's a lot of people I know in the league who are happy for Duff to call out some of this stuff because it might travel a bit further with him He's and, and, and it ca- carries you a bit more you called me a broken algorithm on Saturday which I thought was quite funny to be fair I'm a little bit offensive I think your <laughs> fascination with Damien Duff is up there with mine with Roy Keane but yours with Duff is murdered because the big story it's not, it's not, sorry it's not a fascination you're, you're always on about Damien Duff and the role he's had in the league the big story this week should be Shamrock Rovers beating Bowles and we haven't even mentioned it yet well, we, we, well that's because well, 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 we're going really. to the mailbag in a minute Johnny we're going to the mailbag it's not a fascination with Damien Duff uh, but you, you love it no, uh, I do as well no me. no it's not a fascination with Damien Duff but I think there's, there's a, he is the story there's a, there's a sense of tackling some inaccuracies when you see something being repeated again and again and again and again and you're thinking no you're just wrong you know about this um, whether it'll be a success or not is a, is a different is a different debate um, you on Friday were I was watching I was playing 12 euro again to watch two games and the other challenge with this is and i might be wrong you have to log in in different accounts because you can't log into two accounts and different like on your phone your laptop so 
I set up a new account, cast the Shamrock Rovers Bose game, watch Galway United Bray on the laptop. But at the same time, I, I just it wasn't really workable to go down to Galway. It's not a great service, really, is it? Um, I do you know do you know what I think? Right, I'm not going to go as far as to say you should be able to watch like every game for a set amount. I think you should be able to pay a flat amount for one night's action. How about that? You're just slowly but surely coming back to our like you once you start grouping games. Oh, I got paid today actually, so it doesn't matter. Twelve euro, whatever. <laughs> You're laughing. But seriously, twelve euro. Well, the, the Easter Monday games, um, we had five games. It's just like, and I know the, the coverage was under the daily amount. It's very good. It's very good actual I, I under, coverage. I under, it should be on TV, obviously. I understand. Why aren't TG Car? Why aren't TG Car looking I, at a game like but that? But I was thinking, I listen. I work for a company that we pay all our articles, so I'm mm. very conscious of that. But then I was thinking about that. Well, actually, we don't pay all all of our articles as well. We pay, all, we, pay, we pay all premium articles, but we keep stuff. And I just wonder, like, should the, you know, the LOI TV is free, but it's behind the, the highlights is behind the red wall. They should be pumping out something on YouTube. Uh, Maybe I, the, I, I, you know, uh, a good friend on to me suggesting this, you know, maybe one game a week or one game a month they put it out for, for free somewhere yeah. on YouTube or something. Racing or TV does stuff like that. I just think they need to start doing that because Let's, otherwise we're just, particularly in this in this TV vacuum void period of the year, I just I just, I just just think they've got to try something. Crowds are exceptionally good. By the crowds way. are exceptionally yeah. good. And I should mention, we'll, we'll go to the mailbag, but there was a, a comment last week, I think it was from... Ethan Oz, I think it was, suggesting with the crowds being up, but you know, I think 22%. The Finn Harps fan, sorry, yeah. He was suggesting that should clubs look at putting up their ticket prices? No. I thought it was a great question. I, I Because like, I know Shamrock Rovers, to be fair, have done the categorizing of games. Mm. I think it's very hard to argue with that. Um, and it's the perennial thing of like, you know, do you bleed dry the people who want to go versus, you know, the the is it a prohibitive price for the newcomers and it's yeah it's a tough one like you know I was at a Wimbledon could you could you put up the prices by a euro like a lot, are a lot of people now paying with card anyway see it's easy for us to talk about this when you're not paying at the games like not, not, 20 is a nice round number for people producing not, not, cash at the not, styles not, not yet another plug for future ticketing but speaking to Liam Holden this week he said the data the clubs are able to get now because of the way tickets are sold is invaluable and Future ticketing have never been happier at the League of Ireland. They're saying, like, this is really, really going. Like, this, we're delighted with things. Yeah. But clubs are able to, like, figure out data on who's buying what, um, age groups, so on and so forth. And I think that's that's definitely to the benefit because people are basically buying online now. It's a, it's, a, it's a challenging one because you have a situation where some grounds, like, the, the attendances are up 22%, yeah, and some of the grounds, it could be more because they're selling out every week, you know what I mean? And you're thinking, right, the temptation, and of course, we'll talk about ticket prices, the only thing about putting up match by match ticket prices is that it incentivizes the season ticket sales, which have been exceptionally good, mm. which we spoke about mm. in the off season. And you just wonder, you know, there's, there's, it's, is it the worst idea in the world in some places? Could they chance from the start of next season to just like, you know, put them up by a euro a game or something? You know, just a small, small bits. But I can see why people might think about it and look at it. And I think the Rovers category one, category two games, or however they phrased it, I think that was a pretty let's, decent uh, idea, to be honest. Let's, uh, we, let's we, go to the I, mailbag. I, I, in the mailbag, that game will be mentioned. In many hey, what's the time? It's mailbag time. A big bag of electronic letters. Yeah, so before the mailbag, obviously, I watched the as much as you can be like granddad no only fools and horses watching two tvs i was watching both games um 
I call Go United's football awful about two, three weeks ago, Dan, as if they were listening, and they weren't, but as if they were, we've improved markedly. And a lot of it is down to um, Manu Dimas with the gloves playing up front. He's just passing the ball for us, and um, we're flying it. Obviously, the other game I watched was Bo Shamrock Yeah, I, was, I thought you were going to Bo's Rovers there. Yeah. You said there was so a game you wanted got, to talk so about. Then I'm going to the, the game that... Yeah, just because you don't care about the first division. Very few people. Like, Go United are, what are they, ninth or tenth in the crowds list? Cork City are, what, third? I know, it's Cork. It's I know. You weren't talking about Cork. If talking about Cork, it's a different story. Nearly 4,000 in Cork. I'll listen, I'll talk about Cork all the time. Bowes Rovers, interesting comments from long afterwards. I have to say, in fairness to Bowes, they really rallied in the second half after like being pulverized in the first half they they did put up a fight got it back to 2-1 conceded straight away afterwards and again Shamrock Rovers giving me the impression at the moment they're just doing enough they're literally second half they didn't bother showing up at 2-0 conceded a goal probably not great for Manus although in fairness I think his view might have been um, kind of distorted and um, then they just scored straight away 3-1 and Bowes there's just let's go to the mailbag, right? Yeah, yeah so we were, I know we've already done it, but I mean, mm. this is Johnny's mailbag. Do you bag. let me talk at all? Like, well, you, you <laughs> speak about 90% of the show. I give a, a very, very brief version of one game. Let's go to the mailbag. Like, oh, let, let's listen to some randomer. So, I'm actually the co host of this show. Now, apparently, I've made the same point about sex in the League of Ireland fans <laughs> and climate you know, change, the joke. which is important, obviously. Um, and I'm just go, saying, Johnny, go we, we, got, we got a lot of complaints about the mystery voice. We don't get too many complaints about you not getting enough opinions in. But if, if you do feel that way, you can contact us on Twitter and Instagram. Well, Keith I will quote my, my own name friend who said, Dan doesn't cut you much slack. I'd be giving him a yellow card. Yeah, see, he's unnamed. He may not, this may not even exist. Brian Murphy. All right, okay. Well, he yeah, does exist. Cork City. I know him. Yeah, but listen, he's just one of your acolytes. Um, Long's, here's Keith Murphy, presumably not a brother of one of your mates or something. He's a dub bohemian, so unlikely. Long's comments about needing to strengthen in summer. How will current players react to that? A rocket up their arses to get them going or a further hit on their already he fragile did, confidence. He did make the point that, like, with the players they've lost, not that easy to source them within the league. Um, and he just seems to have not bought a hold midfielder. I have to say as well, the likes of Dawson Devoy, um, who has not been great this season, I would have, I would have said, and I haven't seen that much balls. The reports aren't that great. Dawson looked lost in that game on Friday at times mm. for a player of his talent. Now, if Dawson Devoy were one of those 17 Shamrock Rovers technicians in midfield, I'm sure he'd be playing very well. But in that game on Friday, it's very, very tough for him. And another one as well that I'm surprised and promised didn't start, but he mustn't be playing that well either. Yeah, I, mean, I think, like, I don't know, the Bowes one. I, I, you know, I've heard that, um, I think uh, Rovers, they've been surprised by how good Andy Lyons is. And remember when Andy Lyons left Bowes, was even a sense of Bowes fans, oh, it's no loss and all this. Mm, and mm. I mean, I think the slight concern you would have would be from a Bowes perspective. And I, and I don't particularly believe Keith Long, I have to say, should be under, you know, so, you know big pressure but I know some Bose fans would, would feel that way and you have to respect that view you'd have to look at Mandrew Andy Lyons the players are leaving Bose and improving and looking better in another environment albeit with Shamrock Rovers yeah, you but can imagine it, the standard but of training but, but just what I'm saying is that like Bose have a reasonably sized budget this year mm. I keep coming back to this they've actually put together a, a good budget and I know it in fairness that there's people at Bose probably some listeners of the show around the board you see the comments they, they, they take issue with the term full time and I, and I take that point, like what is full-time, you know, in the context of this league, who's properly full-time? Um, but it does appear that like there is, obviously there are environments where players are able to really like improve and they're pushing on to another level. 
And like, it doesn't appear like bows don't necessarily, I don't think they don't have the money to do some of this. You know what I mean? Um, and, and do they need to sort of change their setup a bit? I, I don't know. Probably. Like, and it's, uh, again, like I, I completely understand the counterpoints to this. Like, and, and, you know, like are, are some of those other money clubs we're talking about, are they actually profitable? Like, are they sort of, you know, are they still, Apart from the are, are they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are they still ultimately losing money? So I, I take all of those points on board, but I think the slight question is, that our other players going to start look at what Andy Lyons is starting to do here and Mandrew and does There's Dawson, so, does Dawson suddenly look at this and go, oh, you know, why I think I they train here? in the evening as well. So it's suggesting that players like kind of, um, they do they do have to wait around a bit for training. Yeah, I just think that's really bad. Like, I think that there's a reason that so many people play you know, full-time clubs mm. train in the morning for mm. a reason. Yeah, you know, gives you stability. You I, I just, I, so like, what I just, else do we go? So yeah, Johnny Keegan in touch. So Johnny Keegan's a, a Pats fan actually, so he's not a Bowes Rovers head. I mean, I will mention I did a story on Saturday about the the Bowes note which they sent to their members, and since then my Twitter mentions has been Bowes and Rovers fans going back and forth. Mm, what and about like, you know, oh well, you did this and you can't. They did that, and I mean, they you know Bowes take a stance on this, and I you know I can understand like elements of the criticism. I actually gathered even from the Bowes persuasion, some people weren't mad on on how far elements of their note to members would have went, you know, because obviously you can be you can be open to charges of hypocrisy under certain headings, you know, mm. behaviour fans. The counterpoint to that would be, in fairness, Bowes have put out stuff about previously about their own fans' behaviour at this game, specifically chants at Danny Mandrew last year and so on. But again, you go into it, you go into what aboutery, and I don't really want to get end that road. I mean, Rovers had their issue in Waterford last year, the game that could have been behind closed doors and wasn't. Like, um, there's, there's, there's. You can go around and you can, you can be like two drunks in a bar, sort of like slugging away at this, and everyone else in the bar doesn't really care who's right in the argument. They're just like, who are those two drunks over there having a go? So, but Johnny Keegan makes the point. Something needs to be done about the flare throwing at games for sure. It could be a talking point. Banning them hasn't worked. What are the other options? Is save pyro a possibility? See, I don't know. Like, they've had Are we ever going to have good enough security to stop flares coming into? I like grounds? flares at games. I see. I, I so do I, and they're used in promotional activity. But like, obviously, if they're starting to be thrown at players, mm. it's a slight issue. Like, you know, mm. I mean, so you're, you're talking about yeah, we're fine with flares, but can we make sure they end up in the right hands? Like some kind of sort of regulation. Like, could you have a an assigned flare holder at your club, like with an alarm band mm. on or something, like? I mean, this is something that is a sort of like a real, it's a real sort of problem now because I feel like um, there's going to have to be, the league probably went softly, softly in terms of punishments and they might have to go the other way now, um, which is bad when we're talking about great crowds and 22% up and, you know, the prospect of like flagship games with half-closed stadiums or something and that, as you know, as, as as everyone who listens to this knows, even the incident for the FBI Cup final last year, there are elements out there who will happily seize upon this to paint an unfair picture, in my view, of the league entirely. But we can't bury our heads in the sand to it either. Um, so this is a, a tough one, you know, and you, maybe you do have to go for a bit of tough love, but like you are, in some cases, you are dealing with idiots. Like you have to trust that clubs... Like are doing enough to not like to not allow repeat offenders continue to return to games, you know, yeah. and like 
I mean, it seems there's, to be a there's instances problem as well in that, like you see, race course in Britain. There's a lot of no, no. There's something societal. I don't know what it is. There's like. societal with it as well. But I mean, you know, and you see, was what was it? The Rovers game last week, where some fellow who seemed to be a Rovers fan went on to the pitch in the dying stages of the game against was it Patrick and Doc and mm. Pico Lopez went after him. It's mm. like there is an element of people just, you know, they like to do it for attention because you can. But then there's just some rank stupidity in the middle of it too. And I, I don't know. Like, I mean, there would be uproar if a stadium was closed for a game. Um, and the problem is, like, does that send the message really? Because are the people, who gets affected by that, you know? The, a lot of the fans, families. Jeremy Finnerty. Oh, um, I don't know. Could you talk about the Mountain South proposal by Galway? This was brought into the media the last couple of weeks, and it's to do with the Comers, Galway Hockey getting involved as well, or Connacht Hockey. Um, I'll have to be honest, I'm not 100% sure how it's going to work out. Um, would Galway United have the staff and expertise to use it? Not entirely sure, but Galway United would have a training base, I think, for the first time uh, in their history. So there's a lot of excitement, and obviously it looks like the Comers are... It's meant to be better than Arsenal's or something. Was that um, the, the Luke Yeah, Comer Luke, Comer, Luke Comer does make kind of some some kind of wild enough remarks, I suppose. But, you know, the, the ambition is there. And uh, you see Derek Costello, Dan, ex-Go United, being on the bench for um, Burnley. Burnley. And obviously, like, so the, there's a lot of potential in Galway, I think, in terms yeah, of Yeah, you mentioned the that academy. weekend as well. Um, Eric Dunnigan um, making a reference to the Finn Harp Twitter account needs to take the blinkers off from time to time. It's like a parody page in the context of the unhappiness with some of the refereeing decisions in the Pats Harps game on Friday the yeah, Finn Harris Twitter account is I mean it's, it can be quite funny but yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like yeah always um, always with the same it's like the world is against us type vibe which is you know perhaps the League of Ireland sort of thing really I mean they've, they've had dreadful news today with Dave Webster out for the rest of the season um, which is a big blow Gee, to Harris where that's, they're at yeah. I should mention as well I mean, Freddie Hall even, yeah, like yeah we've sort of been I just you know, got flipping, a, but the, an, the an death from of, Jason Shanahan of a beautiful match programme that they've done for the game against Galway with him on the front and really really nice yeah, 19, former Limerick 1985 goalkeeper. to 2022 so sad 37 a former Limerick goalkeeper people may not be aware um, yeah, he, he passed away after an accident in, in, in Bermuda in Bermuda um, um, yeah, so sympathies to everyone. Like I, I'm, I presume there'll be people listening. Sam yeah, I was well, just going like, to say, yeah, like, there's, there's a, there'll be a couple like, of players there who've lost, who've lost two ex-teammates. Um, Jonathan Rogers, when he returns, does Paddy Barrett get straight back in a Pats when he's fully fit? And um, being very impressed with two lads at centre back, um, bang a couple of heart attack moments. Yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be 100% convinced of that. Tales um, from the stand. Richie Towles' return to form deserves a mention. Not the goal-scoring midfield that left him off, but as the industrious, hard-working grafter, finally forming a formidable partnership with Gary O'Neill. Um, I have to say, like I've said before, I'd have Mandro uh, on ahead of Towles, but Towles has been very good in recent games I've been at. And he, Tales from the stand that the podcast is right there. He just kind of has changed his game a bit. Yeah, but Towles and Mandro um, aren't really in competition. Really no, now, are they? no, it's more no. like Watson... Either or, um, yeah, Jack Byrne, Dan on, Jack yeah. Byrne on, on Friday. I mean, I think Oscar Brennan was on to me about it. Mm. Just levels. Um, it's 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 really enjoyable as a neutral to go along to these games and see what he's doing. Uh, I think it's the one where a lot of Bose fans have previously said Jack Byrne. I, he hasn't shown up in this or that. I think yeah. I spoke to a couple after who were like, "Yeah, that's that's what the hype is about." You know, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, we've uh, Kieran. Back post header, good to see Pats go with three midfielders in the middle of the park. Team was was more balanced. Um, 
so Derry twice in 10 days coming up those results could decide which direction our season goes in we might talk a bit about the upcoming games with Mark Roster he's been watching a lot of games and obviously Gary Deegan will be has been on the pitch and, and some of them uh, we Pep does mention Derry are still top I mean they did score seven goals last week I mean it is sort of worth mentioning God almighty you see is, we're bad yeah and, and, and we, oh my God. you obviously you have to jump to that but and, and it's I mean we, we sort of feared that would happen when they come up, you know, particularly with, with players like you to go. But Derry, the second half against Strada, they were good last week and it feels like UCD got the brunt of that because they could have scored a two or three in the second half against Strada and they just basically did that against UCD. They took their chances. Um, Fergal, Jay, any update on the third tier plans? I've heard nothing in recent times, but um, we will... You know, there's obviously a, a debate around. I had a thing in my newsletter about the future of the league and the tiers and so on and... Um, I know they've do. Are they going to be able to introduce the third tier without college teams and reserve teams? I would suggest probably not. Um, yeah, quite a few references on Instagram as well. Uh, Own Rock questions you for questioning Junior on off the ball apparently. Um, junior, as in um, Junior ju- Bowes Junior. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think I promise a better player. But in fairness, I'm not watching Bowes every week, so it's not like Junior's a bad player. But he's another of these players that was kind of essentially let go by another club because. I guess he was a bit surplus to requirements. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know. Bows have a lot of attacking players. They just don't have um their problem is further back in, in midfield area, I think. And in fairness, Keith Long knows that, but he's like um, a blind man can see we need players and he's yeah. obviously looking for them. Yeah. And and then we yeah, we had a lot of other comments about the stewarding and Daily Mount, about uh, the behaviour of the Rovers fans generally and I think we're speaking actually now what on a Tuesday. Um, I think on Wednesday is when you tend to get the the, the reports, disciplinary hearings. The sense I got from people, um, and 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 chatting about this, is that probably I think some of the Bose operations will come under scrutiny, mm. but obviously Rovers will are going to get some in trouble over this, you know, because they had the Waterford incident previously, and I think they're going to get. I think, you know. A stronger slap on the wrist you know that 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 would be my impression of it but i could be completely wrong and um, i'm sure there was other chance from home fans has been referenced of course but i think i think the investigation into this game will probably center around operations in the away end and i think it probably will have implications for future and games. this this just to clarify this is down to the away team to to this down to the away club to look after their fans and that's how it works well it is yeah but but there will always be a scrutiny on um there'd always be a screen still on the elements of how a home team polices it. Mm. Like, and you, I, I don't know, you, I could cite precedents of previous games. Like, there's, and I, you know, in Waterford, it was quite distinctly the case. There was, it was Rovers who were in the dock, but at times there might be a, a lesser sanction to the home club in some shape or form too. Mm. Um, you know, about sort of, like just whatever or, or under various headings so I don't think it's a case that it's not that the home club wouldn't be investigated if an away fan behaves badly obviously if someone you know encroaches onto the pitch say which didn't happen in this instance you know there's obviously a question of well how it was stewarded and stuff and there would have been just know, briefly on, on away fans Cork City bringing a massive massive crowd to Cove it was like nearly 4,000 at the game it's just like yeah, no, it's a, that, that club is no, it's savage a, at the but moment it's a, you know to have 4,000 at a first division game mm, in, in whatever in week 9 of the season or whatever mm. it is week 10 that's the thing you're used to it at the start and you're used to it at the end and I think it was Pat Lynch or someone was making a comment about not getting complacent about the tennis I completely agree with that well Galway um, United was down to 1300 at the weekend 3000 for the first game yeah. of the season and Galway United are like second 
So that we have to kind yeah, of, you, you know, see, well, in some places see you the big GAE weekend. Exactly. And there's exactly, other things yeah. going on. And this is why there's, there's, there's regions of the country that are more affected by that than others. But anyway, let's talk to Mark Roster and Gary Deegan. Yeah, welcome along to uh, Mark Roster and Gary Deegan. Um, Gary Deegan, that is the, the, the most, I don't know, well put together beard I think I've ever seen. Te- definitely in the League of Ireland. It's just, it has everything going for it. You just, you look the part. Sea <laughs> swimming. Huh? Sea swimming. That's what it is. I've followed you on Instagram and you're into your sea swimming. Brilliant for the body and mind. Uh, look, I'm always uh, trying new things to keep uh, the my brain in a, in a positive mindset because I, I could have a tendency to, to, to get lost. Is it for the I'd darkness say. or the demons or just like lo- loss, of, uh, loss of concentration? Uh, do you know what? I, t- I spoke about this before. I um, obviously had an illness which... Which was uh, which was horrific in itself, but I think that does kind of get me a, a bit like you know I'm responsible for my own body more. So I was always into mm. fitness and stuff like that, and I was looking to get like an extra one percent. But that was a real a real turning point into you know I'm in control of this machine that I've been given. Uh, so so yeah, I'm just a lot more conscious of it. Mm, yeah, you, you you had sepsis previously, and I, I'm conscious you would have spoke to Alan Cawley last year and, and on his show, and I'm sure there's probably a a crossover between listeners so we're not going to ask you you know to have the same the same chat but maybe for people who weren't aware um but that was a I mean, that was when people say life-threatening sometimes it's a phrase that people use sort of flippantly but that was the case in, in your case i mean you, you were in a bad way yep no it was it was brutal um it got to a point where um, i couldn't sign a consent form to have an operation that's how, how bad the blood poison was I was pressing on a on my spinal cord, which obviously I had to get emergency um, operations multiple in a week, which just left me in a in a bad place mentally as well, plus mm. physically. Um, and I think that was really a turning point coming home and and how I wanted to kind of uh, how I wanted to be seen and how I treat myself. Basically, mm. it was a real um, it was a real eye opener. Obviously, uh, at the time, my missus was heavily pregnant on my second child. I was out of contract. Mm. There was a lot of kind of, you know, a lot of things to, 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 to weigh up. And, you know, it's just something that um, I uh, was really conscious of going forward. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll probably come back to that. Because, Mark, we have you here. And, like, we, we brought you in, Rossi, with, uh, with Killian Brennan last year, another sort of former teammate of yours. And I spoke to you after. And I said, that, that was great. Like, you and sort of Killian Brennan, you were telling a few stories. And I said, is there anyone else that you played with you think you know, that would be good. That would be good. And you instantly said, I'd love to get Gary Deegan. Why would that be? Deegs, Deegs was a young lad. Um, first, my first interaction with Deegs would have been, you were at Longford and, um, I was at Bowles and it was a sub in a game against Longford. So I came on center mid because o- O'Connors was given out there that this fella in midfield, Sean Connors, <laughs> this fella's kicking everybody. So he says, if you get a chance to do him, he said, do it. So I'd never been booked in my life. And literally like two minutes after coming on, there was a ball came into Diggs and Diggs went to flick it around the corner and I smashed him and got a straight red. So <laughs> you didn't get a yellow anyway. No. So I got it. And then, and then I got a, a three game ban, I assume as well. Yeah. yeah. But like, I think for a tackle, I only got the one, but then it was like that led on. We played, uh, we played Rovers in the, the cup semi final of the league cup and I got a red card again. 
like three days later. It was uh, it was a bad week for me, let's say. But no, I just I just remember Deegs from from I suppose he had signed from from there. He went to Galway, wasn't it? He went to Galway at the end of that season. Yeah, Longford yeah. got relegated, and he joined us then in the middle of the season. And for a young lad like that was just demanding all the time. He was just mad for football um and always wanted to be better all the time it was it was great to see with a young lad sometimes you were there thinking your head can't dig like fuck off have a day off will you mm. you know just like that but he just never did he was just wanting it all the time and even alan alan Keane said yesterday when when he was with you at uh at galway he goes uh do you know when it came to five us you just wanted you wanted him to be on your team but you didn't at the same time <laughs> because he was always if you can see the goal he was mounting like oh jesus you could have done that better and all so mm. it was it was great to see but it's like look at some of the, the things i remember about digs aren't even about football you know like it was paddy, paddy madden was in the car with you and you had one of them honda hrvs hrvs things or whatever and me and me and Owen here used to laugh about it because he had this he had this bull mastiff didn't you dog and it was a case of, you know, you might shout at Deegs, let's say, and all of a sudden Deegs is driving and his head had come out the window. But the dog, the opposite side, would do it. And the two of them had the same expression. They just had this scowl on their face, like, what are you doing, you know? So uh, some, of the, some of the things that remind me of these lads has nothing to do with football. Oh, yeah. yeah, talented footballers. No, but, I remember you know. bringing the dog to training, like, yeah, I, was afraid, I was afraid of leaving that home, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, shit, shitting everywhere, you know what I mean? So I was just, I'll bring it to train with me. I'm pa- passing me one day. I forgot the dog in the car for. I went, because I'm not leaving that home and shit itself. And he's like, no, bring, bring it back. Bring it back. I just I remember you at Galway United. You were, you were at Kilkenny and Longford before that. As, as um, Who were you with at Kilkenny, actually? That was uh, your first loan, I think. I, that was first loan, obviously. I was trained with the Shells f- Force team. And obviously, mm. at that age, I think, you know, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. So Pat was like, went with loan. Pat Fenlon. Pat Fenlon, yeah. the time. Went out there, which was, which was an eye-opener. Do you know what I mean? I was who was at Kilkenny? Was that Pat Scully, was it, or...? Who's it's time? a long time ago I couldn't even remember who it was mm. it's been a lot of clubs a lot of places like, since then look a lot yeah. of travelling and yeah look I think who would have been there an eye opener Ado Price would have been there no captain where was he gone was he at Rovers at that stage oh, I couldn't tell you who in any ways it was <laughs> that's a long time 2006 2006 that was, that was from Shells right because I seem to recall it, was, it would have been you and sort of James Chambers were the young lads around Shells is yeah, that right yeah, James, like, look James would have been the golden boy I'm not going to lie to you you yeah. know a lot of, a lot of plays he, he Rightly so, he was he was streets ahead of me at the time, and you know I just kind of had to kind of dig around and kind of try and carve my own path out, which which I had to. That's hence why I got a chance to go out to Kilkenny. I was like, yeah, I'll go. Mm. Um, obviously done okay, and you know that's where my journey in football started, and that's that's yeah you know, how I got off. The and it was quite a journey. So because it's strange, we had, we had Age Irvin in a couple of weeks ago here, who's what maybe twenty one, twenty two now. Mm. And he spoke about how he's a chatty lad on the pitch and how he needs it. And he's not. He probably, well, you see. <laughs> he's not. All right, come on. He said he was, so. Oh, look, I'm not here to speak about any, anybody else. But I understand he's, he, he, he's not. He's not? Okay. He's not. That's a good answer. You, you don't have to be. Yeah, no, no. You don't have to be. No, but what was your um, personality on the pitch then? Is it the same now? Like, like Mark talks about it in the five-a-side you know, you'd be at you'd be at people and you'd be involved and stuff. Um, is that a persona that you have when you go on the pitch that you had to work on, or is that just your natural, always your natural approach? It's a natural approach, approach, but it's something that I have to refine. Mm. I think it can. Uh, and many managers have told me this before. You've co- you come across like you actually don't care, and 
it's a little bit um a little bit too aggressive in, in, in whether it's the language I'm using or just the demeanour. So it's something that I've been consciously, especially working with a lot of younger players now in League of Ireland. Yeah. Like, you can get away with it in England. You've got big characters. you got... You know, people on the same wavelength, but I think when you're dealing with a lot of younger lads, you have to you have to be really careful what you say because, you know, I've lost a few people uh, being aggressive. You know what I mean? You know, constantly being at me, constantly being at me. So it's something that I've had to I've had to change. Not How do you mean not, you've lost them? Sorry. Sorry. How do you mean you've lost a few people? Like if if you're, if you're constantly at someone and mm. you're not giving them mountain back, I used to give nothing back. Mm. You know, so whether it's a, a little well done or keep, keep doing what you're doing, you're doing great. It was just. You know, this is that and blabbing out. And I think if I'm being honest with myself, I think it was more me getting emotions out. You know, I play with a lot of emotion and stuff like that, which sometimes in football doesn't doesn't work out. And especially mm. in the training ground where if I wasn't going right, you know, I'd be effing and jeffing and da 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 whatever it may be. And it just came across a little bit a little bit off. And I think a few times a manager pulled me and says, like, how do you think I'm being perceived in the, in the changing room? You know what I mean? And I thought, you know, fucking, yeah, they all love me. And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm not so sure. Does that go back to your upbringing or your youth? Were you kind of always that way? Or? Um, no, I think, I think the first time that I really kind of wanted to impress him was Pat Fenlon. He was a, he was a big a big manager in the league when I got a chance to play for him. I, I felt like a child wanting to press impress all the time I think that's where you know even in the running I wanted to be forced in the running you know can I get into the team so I think it was just more of a kind of a this was a savage shell team that you were kind of coming after as well wasn't it like there's really good players that time like yeah there was but I'm, I'm talking about the, the this is more so a Bowes this, yeah, this, this, this is a yeah. Bowes now when when you got like um, Stevie O'Donnell there Paul Keegan you know Crowey Jason Bourne, Owen Hardy, big, big, mm. big names in the league, and I was, I wasn't going in thinking myself, oh, I need to dip my toes and find my feet. I, I went, I went in fairly confident, which nobody really knew about me in the league, which, which, which was, which was fine. I wasn't too fussed about it. But well, sorry to interject, so you were at Galway United before that. I remember you, you created a great impression at Galway United, and then you moved to Bowls. So you were obviously you were progressing in your career. I was progressing, but you, you, you never feel like that. And uh, look. When I reflect on it now, I think, you know, people, you've, he- you've heard it many times when, you know, the, har- the harder you walk, the more lucky you, you get. Mm-hmm. And Galway were having financial issues and stuff like that. And they were kind of saying, look, we're trying to offload a few people, um, which I was like, oh, where mm-hmm. am I going to go? What am I going to do? Within a couple of days, Pat says, do, do you want a chance to come and come back to, to Dublin and play with Bowes? And I was like, absolutely. Like, you know, 15 minutes down the road in the house and, Whatever, and I, I didn't look back. Let's be honest with you. I think that was the chance I looked. At, you know, I done my apprentice. I done the Kilkenny's, the Longford's relegation. I've got that on my CV early doors. Um, so you were happy enough for Galway before they said you we'd get rid of you for yeah. No, so I, sad I, the way like these look, I, I enjoy my time. I think even mm. even at the tender age of nineteen, I, I got to see. Um, Dan's having Dan's mm. having, but just 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 for for context, Johnny's just seen Galway United on the CV, and he just wants to as a big Galway man. He just wants to talk about Galway all the way through the show. There's a fella fella from Sligo to my left here, a fella in front of me who obviously played for Longford Town. Galway United haven't won anything in thirty years. In thirty years, so just you have to realize as a fan, it's demoralizing 
stories. And when you hear stories like this, and Lee Grace was sold, what might have been, and so on and so forth. So I actually, I don't really remember that quite well, but it's just typical of the club that we had to get rid of a player like him, who was then playing in England in a year or two or whatever. Well, so anyway. Jay O'Shea, they mentioned there. Jay O'Shea was there. We had some really good players. Derek O'Brien went to Pats, and they were they were challenging. He was yeah, he was the star fella at the time. We did very good players. Still see Jay O'Shea being interviewed at halftime in the A League matches in Australia. Still scored the other day. Playing out there, sort of. Still mad, but. Mark, tell me about Gary the player because it's funny, right? Because we've actually gone into the mode there of talking about you getting after people and like the personality and all this type of thing, which is obviously what a big level of debate tends to be about. But like you got to play in England not because, you know, you had a good presence because you had to be a good footballer. You know, like tell me about the player, Mark, in terms of the impact you actually made terms of his sort of football and contribution on the park. Deegs, Deegs probably came into that team where you had, you know, Stevie O'Donnell, Chrissy Turner, Kigo came the following year, let's say, because Chrissy left. But, yep. you know, into that team, Deegs became legs in there that a bomb into the box. And he made, he scored a lot of goals actually from mm. midfield doing late runs. Um, because you would have had Stevie been a nice footballer, say, sitting there. And he, and he chipped in with goals as well. Chrissy was in and out of the team. Joxer was there, stuff like that. But the team was so well-oiled and going in one direction. He came in seamlessly. And that's what it was, like, because the work rate was already there from Pat had it driven into the team. And we, we had set such high standards that he came in and nobody was given out that he was barking or whatever. Yeah. It just came into the rest of us that were just barking at each other, really, to be honest. Mm. But nobody was um, soft enough to take it personally. It was like there you're laughing in the showers afterwards, and that's what it was. You know, if there if there's an altercation in training, it was left there, and and that's it. And it's no hard feelings, but it's just everybody wanted to to win. So when he came in on that, you know, we won the league and won the FAI Cup, and he he played a big part in in both. You know, when did you start to think, Gary, that uh, England was was a possibility for you? That this was something this is a place where your career could go. Because as you mentioned, you've done a little bit of hard yards in the sort of unglamorous League of Ireland grounds. But then all of a sudden, you're challenging for trophies and there's a bit of chat about going away. Like, when did you start to think, yeah, this is this is somewhere where I can spend a good chunk of my career? Um, I always believed that I'd, I'd get over there. I, I'll admit that. I, yeah. I, I always felt that I, I could, you know, I was good enough to do it. Uh, as whether I could prove it or not, but I obviously look. There was a lot of talk when you when you win, win a league. You're a young lad. I was getting into mid year. I was. I remember winning a player of the month. You know, I was on really really good momentum, mm. which is which is crucial in football. Um, and I was just riding the crest of a wave. You know, it was just like you know, player of the month, winning the league. You know. Win the cup, you know a lot of, a lot of talk. You know, it's, yeah, you know, you know what it's like. It, it no, just, we, listen, we all get it, involved in it. A young player, you start to. The momentum builds, you know. It, it, it's it was yeah. Danny Mandrew last year or someone or whoever it is. Yeah. It's always there's always someone, and you had your that was your window no, at I, that stage. That was it. I think you know pl playing well now was you know a lot of hype and a lot of talk. I think you know I was playing in a in a man. I, f I felt like it was more of a man's league back then, mm. which you got a lot of experience. Like um, you know, so when like I said, when when you're, when you're on good momentum and you're getting renowned as a young and up-and-coming footballer you know you know teams are going to be interested and mm. you know that's what happened and I remember having the conversation with Pat saying like is, is this something that you want to pursue I actually went um, to a week away to Kilmarnock when everyone broke off in November I went out for a week's training 
obviously that didn't materialise for, for other reasons, but Pat came home and was saying to me, look, go have another year here. Um, and if you want to go to England, you know, if you can back up what you've done last year, bring it to this year, you have every right of doing it. And, you know, he was he was instrumental in um, getting me there. Yeah, he was true to his word. Yep. And did you bring the dog? Was the dog still going at that uh, stage? I actually added another one to the to the mix. I ended up getting one over there. So I had two over ah, there. Ah, jeez, that's class. Yeah. You're a dog man, are you? Yeah, do you know what? I think I was never allowed to have a dog when I was, a, when I, when I was younger. The mother wouldn't let us, so it was one of those things, you know. He just acted out. Wait, so, who, were you, who did you join at Coventry actually? Then, what was the story then? <laughs> who was your manager at Coventry actually? Uh, we were in Chris Coleman on a Chris Coleman for right? about three four months, and then he obviously got the he got the ball but uh, Eddie Bootwright came in shortly after. Oh, right, yeah, recognizable yeah. names, yeah. 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 But I'm just looking that you were you were nine years away. I was just double checking. You were nine years away between. Well, maybe to go to 10 from when you left, sort of bows. So yep. you've Coventry, Hibs, Northampton, Southend, Shrewsbury, Cambridge. And it's a lot of life experience that you've had in that time. Some well-documented experiences. I don't want to go over all the old ground. Of course. But just, just generally, how would you describe the industry over there? Like, what type of working environment is it? If you, if you were talking to these kids now, you talk to someone like Killian Phillips, say, who went over last year, and... Like what advice do you give them about the sort of the pitfalls? Because what you hear people say is it would be more cutthroat. There's, you know, contract scrambles at the end of the season can be brutal. Like then in League One, League Two, everyone's playing for their futures and you look after, you might play for a club, but you're sort of always looking after yourself a small bit too. I mean, how, how would you describe the industry over there? Yeah, it's ruthless. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a result Mm. driven business like let's not get away from it at all like you know it's it's out of sink or swim and I think when when you think you're a good player and you are a good player you seem to think that oh, everybody wants you you know mm. and I and I, 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 I felt I felt that I, uh, in that like I remember being at um, Northampton and you know Chris Wilder came in and yeah. he just put me aside you know what I mean and I, I was in a precarious place where I was like you know, I'm a good player, of course. You know, my phone's gonna be ring at the end of the year, and you know, you know this young mindset of you know, you know, I've cracked it. You know, I'm over here. It's great. You know, the phone never rang. The phone never rang. I wasn't playing games. People forgotten about me. And I and I had to go and uh, I had to go and trial to Southend for three, three, four weeks. You know, mm. I had to go out and do all the dirty work. You know what I mean? Not relying on an agent and not relying on anyone else, which I've never done before. You yeah. know, I've always relied on myself and what I've got and that was a fu- one of the first times where I had to kind of like, had to say to myself you know what you know I need to get, I need to get my finger out when, when I mean get my finger out I don't mean as in like down in tools around, but stop relying on other people you know what I mean I remember people saying you want to go here they're interested it's all, it's all bullshit it's all bullshit mm-hmm. you know I wanted to have a career in England, I was on really good momentum when I went over but a few things happened in it yeah you, you had know? your issue with Coventry the, the, which you've spoken about previously it was a yeah. An ill-advised tweet, I suppose, no, that you no, put I, out. I, you yeah. know, I, I've, I've spoken about this. I was, I was a young lad. You know, everybody has done said something stupid, or they wanted to delete something yeah. on on Twitter. I, I, I was very new to it. Um, obviously, I, I, I had said something that I shouldn't have said, and you know, but if there it was, was just like it, an up to rah comment to it, it was to a over James here. Page, you, yeah. you, you, people would would wouldn't even bat an eyelid in it, but. I think they were going through financial um, issues as well. I, I think they looked at me as a bit of a scapegoat as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I, and that's fine. But the only thing that I felt a little bit a little bit shitty about was, you know, 
if there was a, a senior player in the team that kind of, you know, marked me card, I says, I think you need to go apologise. I think you need mm. to go do something like that. I would, have, I would have taken it. You know, I took it almost like an personal attack. And that's that's why I, I went about it as well. Do you know what I mean? I felt like, you know, everybody can down. Do you know what I mean? And Which I, I wish someone could have just sent me here. It's fucking not on. Yeah. Apologise. Apologise to the manager. All the things that I'd say to a young player now if they'd done that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which which wasn't there, you know. And when, the thing about it is like the shit that James McLean gets every year for not wearing a poppy. Like and he comes out with one random tweet, you know, as as he was doing it for the crack. Not the major. An Irish person doesn't see it. No. But it, it it makes no sense for the club not to back an asset unless they're trying to make him a scapegoat. And you, you, and, uh, you know, you've already had three or four clubs where they've been in financial trouble at this stage of your career. That's the life as well. Like, so you just like, Shells were in trouble, Go United were in trouble, now they're in trouble. Yeah, look, and... Uh, what did Wilder say to you about it? He's just like, you need to kind of... He, he, he came in, he assessed the squad. Uh, I wasn't for him. How, how tough is that? Like, your momentum is going one way, he's like, nah, not having it. Well, there's not, nothing you can do. I think... I think the worst thing you can ever do in football is when you when you haven't trained well and you go home, and you know that you haven't you haven't done yourself justice. That's the that's the worst thing you could ever do, mm. and that's something that I try not to do because you know, for as much as you're training hard, you know you're not going to play. I knew I was going to play. He told me you 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 ain't you ain't playing here, which, which 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 that's what it is, and I just tried to make sure that I was you know I was getting I was feeling good at myself when 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 I got home because. It's very hard for me to take the football hat off when I when I go home because I'm still talking about it to my missus. She doesn't give a rat's about football, but hmm. you know I feel like I'm not getting that outlet that I'm getting because all I'm doing I'm training hard. I'm tra- I should be fo- I should be playing. I should be playing. Um, and I didn't have a good relationship with football. I think that's with football. With, with football in general, I think you know you look, you look at Coventry. You know, one leagues I was on great momentum. Went to Coventry, had bad injury. You know, with with the stupid tweet. You know. Then the Hibs got a broken jaw. You yeah, know. you were attacked. For people around where you were attacked outside a nightclub, but it was an unprovoked attack. But again, that puts your name in the headlines in a particular place. Absolutely. Where anyone who's looking to sign you probably types into Google. Or did you feel maybe then you were you had a little bit of a, a tag attached to you after that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? You know people like per- per- perception is everything. I was only actually speaking to Russian the way in about you know people take on opinions of other people. And they use them as their own, or they see people in a different way. And you know, I I I fell into a bracket now. You know, of this reckless mm. person or, or troublemaker. Whatever. Troublemaker. There's another one, troublemaker. And you know, I, I you look. I do, do players wind you up then um, on the pitch because they know that? No, 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 no. That's that's look. They know better. Smack talk is is, is great because it makes you it makes you play better because when you when you start talking shit you have to you have to smack kind of, talk is it? What a shit talk, Remember, <laughs> like, you know I like, what? I, you I, like know. I like that term. Yeah. They, call it, you know they call it sledging if it's yeah. cricket or something. Smack or talk. Oh, yeah. Smack talk is more of a <laughs> good name for a horse. Of, it's more of a football. But it's a bit of smack talk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's you go back to a idea of you give a bit to the young boys. I'm what like you know what I mean? It's yeah. a, you know what I mean? I, Rise I, of initiation. Yeah, right, like, passage. But, but yeah. to go back to your relationship with football, then, because <laughs> no, to go back to your, you said your relationship with football, because I did listen to an interview previously, and you worked with Pat again at Hibs, but then there's a Scottish Cup final where you're in, your family come over and you're in the stand and you're not used, yep. and it strikes me that you have a couple of experiences there that you've had that could make you angry if you know what I mean, like that you could carry something with you that like you, I was you angry. yeah, and and was that a consequence of things that had 
you were had your momentum as you said and it was checked by a couple of things like did it take you a while to to, to lose that to lose that sense of these things have happened to me Fo- football can swallow you up mm. it can eat you alive you know you talk about what a voice would you give look at, look at all my experiences like a cup final to Celtic a manager that you've won cups and leagues with you know we've to just to just put you aside like that was 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 a hard pill to swallow and I never confronted Pat Bell. Obviously, I was a young lad. I think it was 20, 24 or something at the time. You know, you throw your toys out of the pram and because, you know, what, what, a, what a big day. I had a big part to play. I went and scored against Aberdeen and uh, I think it was in the quarterfinal. So, you know, these these are hard things to hard to take. And when you look back, when I do eventually finish, like it would have been a nice thing to look back and say, geez, that was a, would have been a nice moment to speak about, you know. Yeah. You know, a similar one with Wembley. Um, playoff final in Wembley never got to play either you know and that's tough to take you know there's there's loads we got to a cup final at Longford picked up five yellows never got to play in the cup final you know and, 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 they're I, I, are getting to the cup final this yeah, year well look don't speak too soon don't yeah. jinx me don't jinx me but, but I guess what I'm saying is that like I mean you went to England and you, like you made it over there in the sense of you made a living you like you survived sort of the couple of hurdles that people struggle with initially say you know they come home within a year 18 months you didn't like you were there for nine years but I'm sort of curious listening to you there from some of the experiences I had like if I met you I don't know when you were at South End in 2016 at Shrewsbury if I chatted to you were you happy were you enjoying the game enjoying your work that's what I, I said about relationship I think I have a much better relationship with football now. I think it helps being a father um, mm. because I can kind of switch the off button. Um, was I happy? I'm not so sure. Um, I think when you're when you're fighting the way I was fighting over there, you know, I was scrapping around the leagues, you know, league two, league one, league two, league one, and like I say, managers getting the ball and then it's a, it's a reset like a Chris Wilder and um, you know I just had to accept that you know what you put into football doesn't always reflect on you know whether you play you know whether people rate you or whatever on the weekends and I, I, I just think that um, now with football I try and I try and enjoy it I try and can you park it now can you actually walk out of the training ground and then park it uh, not, not, not fully because you know, I'm always I'm a, I love football. I always think about it and think of scenarios. Can we make things better? You know, what 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 can I do to make it better? And you know, I don't think that will ever go away. But I think having kids just kind of gives you a better perspective on. Mm. You know, you've I've had a bad day in training, or someone's annoyed me. You know, I, I can get to come home, see me kids, and what a what a great way to lift myself back up. Do you know what I mean? Because, like I said before, I, I can get I can get when I say emotional. I mean like you know angry or you know feel dis- disappointed so you know if I can expect less from football and just accept it where a long time I, I couldn't accept it you know yeah. I, I couldn't accept the broken jaw I couldn't accept being left out of Wembley and you know I just I, I've talking it that you know the hard road in football is, is meant for me I think with all due respect to him like a broken jaw and being left out of the cup finals a lot of people would struggle to Absolutely. Like my question was going to be to him, like when you got the the blood poisoning, was that the tip of the iceberg for you that you just went, 
obviously it's it's life and death stuff that you just go there's there's football is brilliant but there's more important things in life i'll still give my all to it but as you said you can park it and then you had the kids as well so your perspective or your scope on everything has kind of changed a little bit where you'll where you'll give it your all because i'd love to know what your recovery was like after you got sick out of hospital, how how hard or difficult was it for you to get back to the level that you're at now? Oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's the worst. It's the worst as I've ever been physically, mentally. You know, I, I I can come on here and say it's the first time that I probably cried out loud. You know, hurting. You know, felt like, you know, you know, I, I respect my body and I felt like my body let me down. Like some, it was my fault in some sense. Um, which, which was horrible. I, I remember lying in a hospital bed and just bursting out crying. Why I, I didn't know was you know you start to look at your career and thinking what could I do better and you know there's a lot a lot of maybe baggage that I was carrying over the years. Maybe it was the first time that I allowed myself to mm. let it let it out. Um, and and that's what it was. I think. Um, if you ask me out of half, like I don't do, I don't do the emotional stuff, um, and it was a great excuse if you want to say an excuse to, to let it out, and, and I felt great for it. Um, a lot of men don't. No, and, and that's and that and that it's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing because you, you want to be seen as as a strong person, and you want to you want to you want to feel like you can take on everything, um, and sometimes it's alright to kind of take on take on the chain and and hoard from it and. And Seps was, was was really hurt me, but I think but I think it also gave me a lot of strength in, you know, not being afraid to say, you know, to me missus at the time. Um, or, or I remember I was on crutches and I got to the top of the stairs and I literally said, oh, "Fuck, you can't do this today. I can't do it." You know, in that feeling of defeated, which 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 hurt, you know, because I'm I'm someone that you know, I love my body. I think I can. Take on the world or whatever you want to say, and to not have to do simple tasks. You know, I couldn't sit down for long. I couldn't pick up me, couldn't pick up my daughter. So I was just in a really dark place. Um, but before I used to think of it as, uh, you know, a shit thing to happen to me. But, but, I, but I look at it and think it was, the, it was the best thing. How will you be in retirement then when you're not playing anymore? What will you do? I'll, I'll find something to do. In footballer? Uh, look, whatever it is, you know. You got to look at life as a as an opportunity, you know what I mean, and and that's the way I've looked at it. You know, sepsis has given me a new lease of life. When I look at life, you know, it was all football, 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 and um, it's just I think it's just a little reminder to say, you know, life still exists. Mm. Did I still in touch with many people you played with in England? Like, would you have met friends as you went along in dressing rooms, or was it again very much quite transient? You know, you sort of. You go somewhere, you play, managers come, players go, ah, look, you move a, along. A lot of people pretend in football, you know. All right, mate, I'll let you know when, 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 you, when you get to another club. and It's, it's all bullshit, you know. Mm. I've, got, I've had two friends being in the UK that I, that I still speak to now. Stephen O'Halloran and Roy O'Donovan are two, oh, cool. yeah. two yeah. lads that we always check in. Um, doesn't have to be on the regular. I'm not one of those people where we text all the they time. They were probably two lads you met at the start, right? At Coventry they, they, too. They, they, they were Coventry. Is there yeah. something so, in that that they're lads <laughs> you meet early as opposed to maybe it was an Irish on the thing. treadmill later on, if you know yeah, what I mean too? Maybe, maybe it was an Irish thing. You, f- you feel a bit more comfortable in your little tribe, you know what I mean? Mm. And um, look, 
it's it, it, it's all a load of faff, you know, people thinking that, you know, you're going to be best mates when you're outside and you go for a coffee and, you know, let me know how you're going to, you know, you don't give a rat's about me. And if I'm being honest with you, I don't really care about you either. You know what I mean? So, and, and that's football, you know, mm. acquaintances or work colleagues and that's what they are. Football's no different. Um, and that's what you got to do. You've you got to keep moving on. And it's great. You meet new people all the time. So The way you've spoken about Drogheda, it does feel a bit different, like under Kevin Doherty, who was there all along. And you just it just seems like kind of a good dressing room there. Yeah. Look, we're, we're, we're a young team. We're still finding our feet, I, I would say. Um, were you surprised when you came in? Because I remember looking at you at Shells and I was like, um, I don't know. I mean, when Tim Clancy signed you, it looked like you'd been struggling at Shells. But he was like, no, no, absolutely. This is going to change our dressing room. I, I, I didn't struggle with shells. I don't know why you'd even say that. Yeah, I, I saw games at the end of the season where I was like, yeah, I didn't think you were... Why did you say it, Charlie? I, I, yeah. seen, <laughs> I actually seen you in the run-in there and you played against uh, Sligar Rovers and you beat them 1-0 on the night. <clears throat> and it was, I think, five games to go and you were getting pulled into that relegation thing and I was like, ah, there's no way shells are going down. What here. happened? Like, I couldn't get... When, yeah, I was at that game and I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Sligar were despondent afterwards. Shells were <laughs> celebrating. Yeah. You went down, they got Europe. Do you know what? I think... I think even media said it. I think that's shell safe. Mm. I think we believed it as well. Mm. We thought, you know, that's too much of a mountain for Finn Harps. I think we had a quarter final against that loan. I think we just let the air out a little bit, you know. And it's hard when you when you've almost accepted it. It's hard to to you know to rev it back up. And I and I, I felt like if I'm if everyone's being deadly honest, we thought we'd got the job done. And then you see Finn Harps get result, and then we've lost, and it's. You know the momentum shift, and look, we had it. We had a chance to to still stay in the league at Longford, and still couldn't get it done. I just think we got stuck, mm. Re- really stuck. And you know, I spoke about before about momentum, and pff, we were we were on we were on bad momentum then. It took you the other direction. It really did. Yeah, because I, I assume now you're, are you working outside of football now as well too? Are yep. You, yep. What are you doing? What's yeah, your work my on post? And I'm post. Okay, there's a lot of, yeah. lot of footballers down the road. Kev Doherty gets your job there, do you? <laughs> ah, you might have something to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's that like? An Aid Irvin, actually, not to mention, who was until last year. But He's not a talker. I've brought him up three times now. Um, what was that like going back into a, a, day, a day job as such, if you know what I mean? <sighs> I, just, I just accept it. It's, yeah. something, it's something that I have to do right now. I would have loved to say that I've, I, I've made loads of money I, I, I didn't yeah it's, it's simple and you know that's 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 where I'm at I, uh, I don't I don't uh, feel like I don't feel like I'm ashamed because I've played in England that you know I have to yeah, hide I'm not trying to pitch it that way no, either no no, 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 yeah. like, no but, but it, is, nice. it is an adjustment though I think for some people not maybe not for you then uh, maybe, no look, you know. it's something that I, I look at that I, it's something that I have to do you know, and, and and that's what it is. Walk is walk, and and I look at it as just solely that. And it's to be honest, with you, it's another great distraction for me to when I come into walk, I can put headphones in, I can, mm. I can I can educate myself, I can listen to something that's you know beneficial. So I look at it in a more. I'll be honest with you, like you know, can can I spend two hours learning about I don't know the microbiome or immune system? Yeah, like what, what are you learning about? about? What are you you said educating yourself? What are you? What are you thinking? Like what? Uh, look for it's the high performance podcast you hear. Like I remember, like Sean Dice was a brilliant one. Mm. You know about, mm. about manners and how he how how he likes to see his team. That's 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 mm. something I, I I can use for a young lad. So I'm constantly just trying to trying to pick up little habits, nuggets, whatever you want to call them, to 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 
you know. Can I can I ask you just on the the last thing you said there? Was it that like the the clubs you were at, you just weren't on enough money to be able to say like I'll be fine for my career, or did you not spend your money well, or was it, is that the life for the player at that level in Britain, kind of? Look, I've I've got a house over there still. Um, so you didn't do too badly, it's yeah. Not, I'm I'm not I'm not saying like I didn't make money over and that. I'm mm. just saying that not enough to ride, not enough to ride into to the reti- sunset. Retire and ride I don't into think you, I don't think you'll retire. Any, I think you'll be doing something. You know. So yeah. yeah. Look, that's Rossi. Do you? Yeah. I don't know. Like, has he has he changed since you got to know him first? No. No. Um, and, and that was genuinely the one look of the he r- gave me there when I suggested he wasn't playing that well for shells like I won't be able to get over that for about two weeks <laughs> I know. and I was just thinking if I was in a team with him and he scolded me for a pass was a yard off I'd be like I'm not going to do that again or yeah. I'd just do it again it's even worse when you laugh in his face then as well at the same time you know he, um, <laughs> no but this was one of the reasons when, when you said to me about who would you like to get on because he's cast in, in the wrong bracket Mm. he's a brilliant lad to have a cup of coffee with. He's, he's just seen in a different light because when he's on a pitch, he wants to win and he's angry. And I would have thought you'd have more wrinkles on your forehead at this stage, the amount of frown. I've got one big Gordon Ramsay, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> but come here, did you, like, but do, you, do, you, do you dislike that caricature then or do you sometimes revel in it because you can use it to maybe people have some kind of fear of it too? You no, know what I mean? No, I, I remember one time I bought into it, you know, I was at South End, I had a beard, I had long hair and I start saying I'm going to start cutting me shorts and you know I'm going to start buying into this and I was getting a red card I was picking up stupid things and I remember Phil Brown saying I was going to say was Phil Brown Brown your manager then some some cast of characters here now I have to say and I'm not going into the caricature but I would like to see you and Phil Brown sit in an office and have a chat for 15 minutes not good not good I I just can't imagine there was a a a great chemistry there now I could be wrong no, we had it. We, we, we would have had a love hate relationship, you know. I, I always felt like he needed me when the team was not doing so good, you know. Someone to come in and, you know, be aggressive and grind out 1 0 and, you know, that kind of style. And then, you know, as things kind of smoothed out and we start winning again, you kind of fucking, you find yourself kind of slightly come back out of the team again. Mm. And, yeah, look, I've no issues with, with Phil. He, look, he gave me a chance to, to, to continue a career when, when I wasn't doing so well when I was at Northampton and he gave me a chance to, to you know, have another had a, have another go of football. So in, in a sense, I, I thank him, but in, in another sense, it, it's football and, you know, you always want the best for yourself. Yeah. If you were, it might not be your choice now to go and have a coffee with someone to hang out for a few minutes or you, you might give it a go. No, no, no. Look, look. You might be his either. <laughs> no, I, I, that's, and that's fair. That's fair. Look, yeah. Who's yeah. the best manager you played under then? Like, cause, and that might not be possible to answer. There, you've listed some amount of names there, and these are. I'm not even mad into the English game, but like, I recognise all these names you mentioned. Yeah, I think for me, the when I say best, I mean for for, for me personally. Um, the short, I had a brief time with Sean Derry at Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Um, he really made me understand um, and appreciate the role I done because it was it was always seen as a role, as in you know. It's not really a t- it's not really sexy, you know. It's you know, when you're winning, no one really 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 sees you. But when you're like when you grind out the one nil, mm. um, everyone goes, "Oh, what a good game you had!" And you, it's the first person that kind of say, "You don't realize how important the role is." Mm. You know, the amount of work you do, and you know, to the to the average eye in the crowd, they don't see that you're doing much. But trust me, you're you're doing so much for the team. And maybe I needed that to kind of, you know, for 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 so long, people seem to think that you know I haven't got technical technical ability or you know whatever and 
this, that's this, what I was getting this, at earlier this, that this people figure, never would know. speak about your technical ability they'll yeah. always speak about the yeah. other stuff you know the, the, the aggressive you have to be aggressive in football you know but his first touch is immaculate when we, that's when what we, I was asking when, you earlier about when that, we used yeah. to play like in 2008 be playing two touch and stuff like that you'd ping it at him you'd fire it at him and it just it died on his foot most like. important aspect of the game in many respects absolutely. kill the ball like. yeah absolutely but so, like, in fairness the position he's in as well is almost the most important position in the pitch yeah. so if you're not whatever about your technical things you're obviously yeah. just very good yeah that's and that's now where he's he's not working probably as hard mentally he's probably thinking a lot more about the game because I suppose 10 years ago he was all action he was running everywhere because you would have had like Paul Keegan sitting there and, mm. and, and it allowed you to, to do them runs let's say but now when you when you sit and watch him playing in that game everything that draw to do well it's because of the tactical positions that Deegs is sitting in, in mm. front and the, the team kind of I'm not saying revolves around him but from a defensive point of view they, they more or less move off his pivotal point yeah. um, a lot so yeah, the, the the good things defensively that are set up from Drada is because of his position in the middle. And any any other coaching that had an effect on you? Um, I'm gonna ha- ha- have to say Pa. I think yeah. he really motivated me. He really, really pushed me. You know, I think it's maybe one of a few times in my career where I, where I wanted to impress a manager. You know, I really wanted his respect. I really wanted to kind of give me well done. I was a young lad. I want to be told. Mm. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, I was loving the kind of the praise that I was getting for for walking her, for for being good in the training ground, and you know, and Pat gave me that. You know, now that's the reason why I, when the hips thing came up, you know, that I that I wanted to walk because I wanted to I wanted to feel the same way that I did when I, when I was a yeah. little bit little, little bit younger. But you know, that's you know, I'd say Sean Daddy was just one that made me really um, feel comfortable in myself because you know we talk about. You know how we are perceived. You know, you know, reckless and you know whatever it is. And he was one that kind of just went. You know, you're, no, you're, you know, you are technically good. And maybe, maybe it's just something that I needed to hear just for my own peace of mind. Can I as, can as I well, ask you, you know? as well? What what was your upbringing like? And was it football? Was your thing? Was it because we even spoke of this coming in now? Lads just playing computers, or whatever. Like you, I can imagine you just you played football, and that was like that was what you were really good at. I think any any kid growing up the in the same. Who are you, Kulak, is it? Kulak, yeah. yeah. It was just go out and play heads and volleys, you know, World Cup, you know, that's all you wanted to do. And I remember we, you'd, have, you'd have street leagues back then, you know, a road to play, a different road, you know. I remember one time we, 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 we had said that, you know, if we beat Jews, you know, the Memorial Park had a little river in it. If you lost, you're getting, thrown, you're getting chucked in, you know what I mean? So we used, it was a good... I used to just love playing football. Did you win? No, <laughs> when they when they score, we bowled it out there, straight out. I'm not getting fucked in no river. You got into the sea no swimming chance. all those years later, like that's well, pragmatism. You see, yeah. that's like you know, no, that's, 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 sim- that's sim- simple done. but lovely. Like yeah, that does. Simple, you know, even even the days of your, your mom saying, "Come in for your dinner," you know. Yeah. You didn't want to be, you want to keep playing. It was, it was just, you know, it was just great. Yeah. I think growing up, you. Or, or I remember my first experience was was match of the day in me, me nanny's house on BBC when 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 it come on and or not BBC I remember it was FA Cup actually and just even hearing the commentary it just made you give this mad feeling in your stomach and so many people can relate to that yeah, yeah. that so many people that's what that's what they remember like yeah oh brilliant yeah. and then obviously you know then you, then you then you pick your club 
you know what I mean? I remember, I remember my, my family are Leeds heads and he tried to get me into Leeds, but Leeds weren't winning back then. It was all, <laughs> it was all Man United, so yeah. I, I followed too. But um, no, I always, always loved playing football. Still do. I remember being at Hibs. I mean, Mrs. will tell you this. I remember my missus said me, come on in fact, then I was playing with the kids out on the, out on the road for ages. Just... The local kids, like, The local yeah, kids yeah. in the neighbourhood, yeah. Ooh. Like, they'd set a net up and I'd be coming home with the dogs and they'd say, give us a little, you know, a little, little whack at that. And I'd be st- sitting out there for ages. I remember even knocking the door saying, is, is Gary coming out for a game? And, you know, I, I, I love that. And, you know. You're still you know. a street footballer. Still, yeah. Um, because you're 34 now. And yeah. I, Johnny mentioned your Instagram earlier. I had a look at it. And I see you have a lot of stuff there about, say, food and eating well and... Then you had a post I was struck by, like the deadliest weapon in your is your is your brain. You posted up something yeah. about that that you're big into like training your brain still and training your mind and watching yourself. I think yeah. you've you've spoken previously about even a bit of meditation and stuff like that. That you yeah. that's is that something that's part of your routine now? Food, sort of minding yourself in a in a sort of a mental way, I guess. Yeah, I think I think I never eat. I would have never. If sepsis never happened to me, I don't think I'd even bat an eyelid. I think it was just something that kind of, you know, you stumble upon. Mm. Um, and, and, and that was the moment where I, uh, you know, that I'm in control of things. I used to always think, you know, it was other people's fault or, you know, you blab something out. And I, you know, it was the first time that I went, you know, I'm in control of everything that I do and I accept, you know, you know whatever comes my way is, is partially a lot, well, a lot of it got to do with me. And, you know, it just kind of... Um, had a lot of buy-in, you know. Mm. You know, I'm someone. I'm someone that you know, growing up, you know, how to express emotions. It's something that I never really was able to do. You know, maybe hence why anger and are the things that are, are, are at the forefront because why is you, you, that, d- you like? don't know how to express yourself. Mm. You know, is that, is that so? How did you find yeah. the lockdown then? Because like I think for a lot of people that was a very difficult time. They're, they 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 keep themselves active by by being active, you know, in life and having that focus. And at that stage, you were back, you just come back here, right? And then the season shut down. So how did you find that that spell, if you know what I mean, where all of a sudden some of your routine and your focus is gone, like that match or, you know, that training or whatever it might be, you know, that week? Um, I'm quite I'm quite a disciplined person in in general. So whether there's a pandemic or not, I, I, I still like to do that. I like to kind of have a goal during the week or mm. or plan something the week and go execute. And if I can go do that, well then I can go, I can reward myself with something that I, that I feel like I've earned. And you know, it's it's no it's no different now. So you know, the pandemic was you know you know it it was it was brutal and a lot of a lot of shit times for people. But I think it also you know in good times never really makes you know. Yeah. strong characters out but whatever and I think it was an opportunity another opportunity just to kind of keep discipline keep uh, you know just keep myself ticking over because you can you can get sucked into you know all the all the bad shit that uh, surrounds it and I just tried to keep myself occupied by sea swims and mm. you know doing workouts at home or whatever it is playing with the kids and I was just going to think you had it you said you had a, you had a child due around the time of sepsis so I'm yeah. guessing yeah that quite a young baby around that time as well yeah, so, yeah. I, I, was, I was only coming home to Ireland for the first time I was, I was still trying to adjust um, with, 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 with two young kids um, obviously taking on a job as well trying to trying to be a sportsman as well so you know I was spinning a lot of plates but uh, even now I actually quite enjoy 
you know, yeah. the uphill battles, you know, and, and mm. I think, you know, all all the stuff that has came beforehand is is um is making is making that walking and all that is a uh, is making me a, a lot mentally um a lot stronger and I, I, I probably wasn't aware of it. Mm. Um, all the all the all the stuff that's happened, my experiences and um I'm just trying to use it to, to, to my advantage now where before it was I looked at it as in um it was something that was always going against me. Life, mm. life would be boring if it were easy as well. Like I just think Rossi, like the you, you, you hear managers now saying, "Oh yeah, you know I do a lot of character vetting on the players that come in, and they all sound like they're great lads, great dressing room." And you're just wondering, like, is every young player now just going to be a lovely lad? He never, he never, you know, he's just they're all the same. And then you've Gary Deegan, you're like, yeah, okay, well, somebody's entirely unique in your dressing room, like the two. Like I, I would have put them in the same bracket, and they're probably the same age as you and Greg. You know that that era, of Greg Bulger, that that era of player is dwindling. Um, you know that demand all the time. Um, every training session, every game, there. I suppose it's different than I suppose when Deegs was in the league to when he's come back. The way that you demand of players has has probably had to to take a different direction let's say because i'm not i'm not saying that they're soft now but they're they're a little bit more mollycoddled than we were let's say um so you have to to structure your points in a say in some kind of positive way or if it's going to be critical it's not just like that was shit you know it's it's probably saying you could do that better so you're you're just changing your wording but you're saying the same thing but um well look look, look at man united for example now like that just seems a team without any leader whatsoever nothing like and this is at man united and everyone's talking about it's at man united but like do you do you watch them and think like yeah how are they professional footballers like? it's it's uh, like i don't understand it because like whatever problems that players have off a pitch it's you know once across once across the line it's all about winning it's not about like you know these these lads are on stupid money like you know, so they've got the easiest job in the world to just go out and perform. Mm. But you know, there could be a different mental pressure maybe, though that comes with that. Ah, yeah, well yeah, too, absolutely. You know? but, maybe able for but, but regardless of performance, there, there's no excuse for not trying, and mm. they don't look like they're trying. You know, like people are giving praise to that young lad, uh, yeah, Lecter, that came on and he just like for seven minutes Hannibal just booted, yeah, just booted people. <laughs> the people that he just came on booted people, and Gary Neville is there like praising him for it at least, you know, because they, there was a massacre against Liverpool. Ambassador, do, do you find like I don't? The more I watch the Premier League and top level football, the more I love the League of Ireland because I can relate to it. Like I don't know, you, you've come through like albeit lower leagues, but like, do you get what I'm saying here? Like it's it's honest. Or at least what what I see is honest. They're not on. It's not on like lads on two hundred and fifty grand a week either, even at Drada. Uh, that's, that's that's the nature of the beast. The higher you go, the the more money you're gonna get. That's just that's just the how how football it is. You know, speak speaking of air league, um, you know, when I had the chance to come back, I obviously wanted to. It was something that I wanted to do, regardless of any situation, and I've got a chance to do. But to to speak about the league, I, I think this year it's a. Uh, there's a lot more teams are in and around each other where people can kind of you know they, you know you take your rovers out of it and your pots. I think everyone else is kind of you know you know can we beat them and you know who's the best player you've played against in the League of Ireland since you came back? Since I came back, um, I'm gonna say I think Jack has been is um I remember playing um. In Tulga Park, um, that was a game you struggled in. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, Shell's fans will say, you know, bag of shit, you know, that's why we got rid of him. But and then he's not, he's, he's an excellent footballer. Um, gives um, gives great weight to the league. You know, he's he's he, he, he got to move in. Where was it in in Europe? Cyprus. Yeah. yeah. Um, in, in Cyprus, um, oh, I'm well backed up. I think he can he can play in England, but um, that was his choice. But I think playing against someone like that that makes you think. He makes you think, you know, because... He makes you think. Yeah. He, he makes you think, so, like, you know, he'll give you the eye and you, you, you're trying to read off what he's going to do and, you know, he, he's going to um, deceive you and you see some of his passes already this year. He's, he, he's, he's been excellent, so, um, you know, you know... He's genuinely one of them players that if you give him a sniff, he set up a goal, even though you could have, I'm not saying get the better of him for 89 minutes, all he needs is one opportunity and he's cut you open. No, definitely. We we, we felt it at at early on in the in the mm. in, in the in the season where you, you you give him too much space or you give him loads of the ball. He, he's someone that's going to enjoy it. You know, yeah. the, the the more he has the ball, the better he gets. You know what I mean? And you know, you know, Shamagrov was lucky to have him. What Just do you, what to, you to, make to be it fair, um, since since sorry Dan, like Drodov, you've had a great season so far. Like a lot of young players coming in, you must be really happy with how things are going. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're um we're tipping away. Um, one or two games we thought we left something out there in the pitch which as young lads you're going to get inconsistencies and that's something that you have to I wouldn't say accept but you know they're still learning they're learning the job you know um, and it's up to senior players like myself and and Dane to you know get that out of them you know don't mm. don't don't just be happy winning one nil or you know game management and these are all things they're only going to learn by playing you know what I mean and you know, that's it. I think the the more the more they're out there, the more confidence they'll get. And you know, we're we're here as players to do our own jobs, but to guide them as well. I think that's something that in England I've noticed more so that um, there's more senior players. You know, that playing reserve games that can help the younger lads, which we don't have here. Mm. Which which I think would 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 help them big time because or I, I remember when I was a young lad, I remember playing in Daily Mount when they had fourteen players playing when I was in the twenty ones. You know, and it gave you a lift. It gave everyone a lift. You've got so and so playing, and which now it's I think it's a nineteens league, is it? Mm. You can play one or two overage mm. now or a couple, two, but yeah, that's only yeah. this year they've introduced that. So right, where yeah. you know over there you have you have you have players that want to be playing on Saturday, so they're going to be playing on the Tuesday Resi game. So you know it adds a little bit more onto it. So you know mm. you know air lads have to learn the hard way mm. in the deep end on a Friday getting judged. Um, and it's it's up to someone like myself that you know has been in the league, gone away, done all these things to you know to remind them that oh you 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 doing well, or you're not doing enough. Yeah, I mean games like last weekend, I suppose, are just one of those. You know, you talk about the emotions of football that you you pull it back from two down, and then it's a what well, it's a scrappy goal mouth scramble in the in injury time, and I'm guessing not a pleasant trip home after something like that. You know, I was thinking about the game and you think of all the action and the, the amount of chances we've had to, to get something out of it. The amount of opportunities like... Ten Sligo, men and all. Sligo had us in there. Our nuts in there. And they, he's, they, he's, were, they were letting it go every yeah, now and again. Just to you describe know? now, you're grasping kind of what looks like um, testicles pair, yeah, type. kind pair of ball. Yeah. Yeah. Pair of ball. They yeah. had us by the balls. They had, a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had a nutsack and a voice and they, <laughs> they were just slowly unwinding it, you know. But, um, you know... That's something as a young lad maybe you don't see because you're just playing the game, you're playing the game, you're, you know, you're trying to get involved. Where someone like myself is moments in the game where you need to get through and, 
that was just one moment too much where we couldn't hold on to. You know, we you know, obviously getting a man sent off, they missed the penal, you go two 0 down after two minutes, you're thinking, hold on a minute, you should have no right of winning the game. And if you had to get a result, my God, do you know what I mean? I don't know whether that's unlucky Sligo or, or, or whatever, but we would have we would have gotten out there and getting jump jumping back on that bus and head down and, mm. you know, but considering you were two 0 down after three minutes, yeah. It was it mental, was, you it was, know. It was and, an, the, and the penal save is one of the best I've ever seen. It was it was an unbelievable save. Bottom corner. It was he didn't like pass it into the corner, he smashed it into the bottom How corner. How good is he? The keeper, like oh, it was, it was an unbelievable yeah. set, Sam. Yeah, yeah. because Dan yeah. interviewed him. La- I think it was last week. Um, I, I remember Kev Dar saying after season. the Derry game, after the Derry game, and it's funny. Like, Dan did the interview, and apparently, he didn't like doing the interview. Obviously, Sam is like he described it as hell. And Dan, I think, came off the interview and said, I, I, I don't know what you make that interview. And a few people were on to me, they really liked it because he was just honest. He's just like, I'm new to this country. Um, He's living away on his family, own. My it's a family's experience here. for him, like, but yeah. he's good. He's good. How how would you rate him? Yeah, he's excellent. He's he's a young lad. Um, another one. He's still learning. You know, I talked about like a twenty-one league about you know senior lads helping young lads. He he he's doing it the hard way. He's coming yeah. coming away from home. You got to be a manager. Sorry, you got to be a manager because I can just see it. You like you'll be the toughest lad as a player to get real praise of, and they'll earn it. They love your praise, and you're going to be this manager that people are just. Oh, I just want to impress him because he gives me just a little bit. He gives me a little bit. No, well, look, plaudits where, where it's due. I think, look, he, he, he's been great for us. Um, we're, we're lucky to have him. Lincoln let us out for a, for a short period of time. And, you know, he's he, he's he's an, he's an apprentice, let's let's be honest. And he's he's uh, collecting as much experience uh, as much as he can. And, you know... And no, make, making a penalty save it, it, it does wonders for the goalkeeper. You know, you you, you grow a grain. And no disrespect to Drada, it's not a it's not a case that he's not going to be doing nothing for ninety minutes. You know, he's yeah. going to be worked. There's going to be shots going to be coming action. at him, yeah. so it's going to be all action for him. Like it, yeah, it'll, well, not, it'll be. Yeah. A, not saying what well, we're relying on him, but you know, I know. But like everybody plays their part. Like and, and in fairness, I they, think Kev has signed very well. Yeah, I yeah. I just be curious what the you know what Evan Weir was doing for the for the pen anyways. Like when he when he pulled the fella back in the box when you know when yeah. was it Dane Massey was already running away with the ball, mm. um for for the pen. But Mom, he's 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 had a moment. I wouldn't say madness, but he's he's had a moment that he's, he wants to forget about. Yeah. If you asked him, would you do that again? He's gonna say no. You yeah. know, to 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 go and hammer him. Oh, over, no, no, over no, something no. that's so evident. Ah, no, 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 not hammer. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dan, just before you yeah, we finish up, it was, it was briefly pointed out that uh, we weren't really even like saying who the best keeper in the league is last week and we did not mention Brian Maher. It was nothing. It was a complete oversight. I don't know who the best keeper in the league is, but Brian Maher... McGinty. Um, McGinty, to me, would be the best. But I, I think Long actually... It's there's, there's hard to know. There's a lot of players who've probably improved in the last 12 months. So I, I think it's one of these. I, it, it's also, who's the best? Like, I don't know. You could, you could have a different answer in 12 um, months. And I apologize as well. I mentioned that Shepard is on loan at the dock. He's not on loan. Um, it's hard to actually. Johnny, so stop much. correcting all this. I know. Let's, let's <laughs> I, 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 I already know who said two, all of these things. Two, to. two hours of the show uh, left. No, it was two different people. Um, two no, hours of the show left to, to do corrections. Um, but this God. week's fixtures, Dan. Um, you have them there, Johnny. The, the 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 big uh, the loud derby happy Ooh. days yeah um, we uh, we bet them at their place uh, you bet them at their place in the at the start of the season yeah they, well, they, they, they they don't count you can take them forever mm. um, but I think um, 
it was good for us to to kind of be a big side, let alone a local derby. I think mm-hmm. it's it's good for us to to know that we can do that. Um, and in a local derby, you know, what I mean, it's going to be hostile. You know, it's going to be a, a, a lot of action in it, and um, hopefully we can come out on the other side of it after a, a disappointing result. Rossi, Rossi, what do you make of it? Because it was, you've been watching a lot of games this year, and you would do sort of some of the commentaries for yeah. MFM and stuff. What have you made of Dundalk? What's your sense on them, your like, former club? Well, they've played six at home and they've, they've won four and drew two. Um, mm. It's it's only in the last couple of weeks that you've seen, I don't know if it has this air, Stephen Kenny about it, but Stevie O'Donnell is, it, I take the peak six area where they completely separated the club from the fans. Now it looks like it's starting to come back on board and the place is bouncing. Look like he, he, he almost went over the top in his celebrations after the, the Shells game last week, but he was like in front of the, the crowd at the end, like banging his crest and stuff. And a bit out of character for, for Stevie. For Stevie. He, but he I, think there was, yeah. I think there was a sense of let's try and build something. Because yeah. his point was people have wrote, like they, they didn't play particularly well in the uh-huh. game, but his point was people have a rose-tinted memory of what it was like under Kenny that they think you won every week. That's the dog team at the start. I remember getting a lot of late goals and it mightn't have been vintage displays all the time either, yeah. you know, but the, the, what's that golf reference? There's no pictures in the scorecard yeah. in this, you know? But the, but it's the, great the, to see, isn't it? Like yeah. there's a lot of these, uh, there's a great apps for that game, great crowds. It'll be bouncing on Friday. Bounce yeah. on Friday. I, I, I've said I got a great kick out of you beating them because like a lot of people would have been saying, ah, oh, Kev Doherty's coming in, won't be the same without Tim Clancy. They won't, they'll struggle. Had a great like okay. I don't want to see they've had a great start season, but to beat Dundalk, it was the only defeat they'd had until they lost their overs. Mm. Um, so and it will be bounced anyway because it always bounces in that pitch, doesn't it? So mm. like it's just <laughs> bouncing on and off the park. Bows against UCD. UCD. Um, this reminds me actually of the UCD Bows game that I was at when it was what ten one or whatever it was. Liam Scales played in that game. Did he? That's it. That was a character building experience. The performance yeah. of Brandywell. I mean, it's just fair enough to Derry. Like McGonagall's back and won the goals, but it's not good for the league when you have a, a team performing as badly as that. And UCD is character building. They have to build Pats and Derry Mark Pats you saw Pats I'm last at that week. game yeah. what do you reckon Pats but like the, in the particular game there was there was no tempo um, I said it yesterday that it seemed very pedestrian it was like a pre-season game and I'd fear for Pats if they go into games against top sides with the same intensity because you know it, it's going to be a completely different game maybe maybe it was just they, they had you know Ollie was given out that there was three times more fouls given against them but Pats were in control well, sorry, of the sorry. ball just, just, to, just to clarify your point there they've played of the top teams they've played Sligo they lost they played Shamrock Rovers they lost they played Derry City they lost they played Dundalk and they got a null draw at home well, they should have won that game they should have won the game but, but it's a fair point that the forms against good teams uh, their points tally is poor the, the only thing was like it was Sligo's first game of the season I was actually at that game mm. and Pats dominated the game and then very unlike Bucko performance mm. they sat in and their counter attack was unbelievable on the night um, for, for Sligo like, Sligo Rovers Shamrock Rovers I, I I find it very hard like I can't look anywhere and see Rovers dropping points anywhere the way they're playing the moment no no, because when when Sligo Shammer played, Robert, that is, you'd be killed yeah, by your no, no. Now. But when 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 <laughs> you're Sligo, be in trouble now when, when Sligo played against Shams in Tala, um, there we go. When when they played that game, you know, you're going in Sligo are up two nil at half time, and it was the most one sided game in yeah. Tala that particular night. Like Shams absolutely battered them, but they were two nil down at half time. And if the game went on five minutes longer, they would have lost the game. Like it, in fairness, yeah, it's, it's, Sligo would have lost. They they were. They're, they're so good. It's they're the, they're yeah. so, so good. Are yeah. they the best team to play in the League of Ireland? 
you know, look at everybody's going to have a, a different you opinion on that. A very good one. No, but like it's one of them. It's different eras. It's mm. different. But John, I, you can't say that until they have a group stage or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah I'm, I'm asking. Yeah. I, I, I struggle to see a squad as strong. Like, and I mean, 18, 20 players. Like, I, I think in the last 15, 20 years, has there been a stronger squad of players I, I than think, that? I think, though, what Dan is saying, it's a bit like Man City in the Champions League. They kind of do, it's not that they flopped in Europe, but they kind of just need to go up that level this year to, for them to be said to be okay. Like, I think they almost need to get at the group stages of the, the general Europe. sports fan in this country isn't talking yeah. about them where they would have previously spoken about other teams. And that, yeah. that may not mean that the question is right or wrong, but I'm just saying that's what they need to but, make. But that maybe as well, like when, when this particular team goes to Europe, countries outside now in Europe are giving Irish teams a lot more respect than they would have in years previous. Possibly, because, yeah. Possibly. Because of what Dundalk had done and the previous. Michael yeah, O'Neill Shamrock Overs team so maybe they're looking at point. them going that they're not the first division Finn, 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 we've got Finn Harps and Charles yeah. is also on fire just before we, we finish up Gary I'm actually curious because what do you make of the actual level of the league now in terms of say standard see so you went away when you went away in 08 09 I think the league was quite strong then it was a massive crash after you left because you know, there was a recession and a lot of players left like what do you actually make of the levels now what would you say yeah, it's a good standard. Um, it's a lot. the The age of the league is a lot lower. I think when mm. when when me and Rossi were in the league, you know, I'd say the average age was like twenty eight, twenty nine. Um, so it was a, it was a lot, it was it felt more competitive. Yeah, um, a competitive league. Like men, where as as a as I was saying, the league is a lot is a lot younger. So you know. There ain't finished articles, a lot of like potential and prospects and a lot of, you know, mixed um sort of consistency levels yeah, or whatever. But um it's 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 decent, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's as as strong as when, when I played in it a long time ago, but not as um, strong. Not as strong, but um you know, it's a it's a, it's a great league to come and uh Gain good experience and, you know, try and, um, what are they trying to say? Try and move up the football ladder, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. a, great, it's a great stage to go and uh, play football. Thanks for that opinion. First division three, three, three United, go United, um, Bray Wanderers, Cove Ramblers, uh, Athlone, Wexford and Watford, who've actually obviously um, had the managerial um, changes. They they don't play. No, it's Cork and Longford. Is the Cork and Longford. On Monday then, Watford, Athlone, Wexford, Bray, Galway, Longford, Cork City Treaty. Um, just, it's funny you mentioned that. This is probably the only thing we have in common. Last time I ever played for my local club, Shiver Rovers, or was in a, a cup semi-final. The only game of the season, I was dropped for the final and I just went home, sulked, and basically never, I just remembered I actually never played for them again. And I was just like, I, I, I want us to lose that day, basically. That's that's what I was like as a young lad. <laughs> Maybe with that in common. I actually thought he was going to say there, and he still hasn't let it go. Yeah. You know, like, his, well, all haven't. of a sudden, all of a sudden, <laughs> Dan, would you Gary, be like that Gary, Gary being here today has brought up all these old feelings <laughs> yeah. of Johnny. He's locked it's these a, feelings <laughs> away for 20 years, and now he's just going to, you're going to have to go on a journey. Pandora's box you're going to have to go on a journey now, I was now, a selfish Johnny. bastard, though. I just wanted to lose. I was dropped. I was sick. Like, I don't, would you have been 21-ish? Oh, no, that's there, yeah. 21, I know, yeah. 
No, like you always remember final. Nineteen, maybe nineteen, twenty, I remember, maybe. Remember, oh. I remember final missing a penalty in a final when you're younger. That sort of stuff sticks with you. Did you? you? Know? Yeah, yeah. Did you get over? You got over that. It was. You? They made me retake it after I scored the initial one, and then it was oh. sickener. You wouldn't be having <laughs> that guy. But anyway, I'm sure. I'm sure the listeners are really interested to listen to us talk about our football careers. Well, you know, we're here with a footballer and an ex-footballer, but still, you know. It's all part of the understanding, the greater understanding. Thanks you know? for coming in, Thanks lads. for coming in, lads. Pleasure. Really appreciate Pleasure. it. Um, that was in association with Future Ticketing, Collar and Cuff. Um, we do have uh, Malone as well. Uh, Malone thanks, Financial Thanks Services. very much, Malone we'll Financial Services. We'll have Chris Services. in shortly. Yeah. Uh, we'll have Chris in shortly to talk about players and uh, as well, Porterhouse Brewery. Thanks for listening.